ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. the Lord, Brother Peter. Hello. How you doing over there, my friend? <laughs> All right. How you going? I'm doing good. You ready to roll? Ready to roll. Praise the Lord. We got an hour with Brother Peter Whiffin from the Gold Coast of Australia. Peter, should I, I start it up with a song? Yes, why not? Listen to the lyrics Listen of this song. song. This is awesome. Amen. Little Miss Muffet sat on the tuffet, reading her word for the day. Along came a spirit and sat down near it and ran Miss Muffet away. I'm on a mission with a word to sow, to let the gates of hell well known. The children of God ain't running no more. The devil is the one that has to go. Hey, ho, devil, you got to go. You got to go. That's right. I tell you, I heard that song the other day on Sid Roth. I said, I gotta, I've got to, i got to save that one. I love spiritual warfare songs. <laughs> and you know what? I got my passion back, Brother Peter, to cast that devils. Cool. In the name of Jesus, folks, it's going to be game on this Amen. year. Just wait and see. I'm in Amen. blessed to be here tonight with the man of God, Peter Whiffen from Gold Coast of Australia. we got an hour together. Brother Peter, you want to open up this show in prayer? Okay, why not? You know... Um Somebody said prayer changes things. And uh, I had a look at prayer 
you know. Um, why do we pray? And um, could it be that prayer makes things fair? You know, um, if I need something, if God just gave it to me to be fair and righteous, he should give it to everyone, right? So when we get specifics, you know, I wouldn't like all these prayer requests turning up at my place. Well, where am I going to put them? So when we pray individually, it's a personal, private request. And that makes things fair. Didn't Jesus' brother say, if you don't ask, you don't receive, right? So we open up in prayer today. Amen. Dear Father God, our Creator, the one that we know now who loves us because you proved it by sending your only begotten Son. We appreciate that very much. And we ask today for those that are in agreement that your love come in our life, shed abroad in our hearts, and go out as a river before us, washing away the works of the devil wherever we go. Let us be restored, be filled, be renewed. Let us receive the power to become the sons of the living God. Let us receive the fire and the power and the utterance as promised on Pentecost. Let us be appointed to know. Let us be lovers of the truth. Be communicate a desire, dear Father God, to be lovers of the truth, to know the truth. Let us know the truth. Let us have ears to hear. Let us grow in the things and ways of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. Everybody, welcome aboard from the Gold Coast of Australia. Peter Whiffen. Peter, the mic is yours. How are you going then? My, my <laughs> brother, I'm doing good. I'm drinking a little bit of coffee today. I'm uh, encouraged uh-huh. in the Lord. Um, it's yeah. a good time to be yeah. alive. I'm actually working as we speak on the August magazine. Before I forget, Brother Peter, if you mm-hmm. can send me your next article, anything between now and August 30th, I want to get it in the magazine. If you missed last month's magazine, get it. Brother Peter's got a powerful a good mag. teaching good in mag. there. It's going to get better. We've got a clickable index now. Now you can jump to any point and back to the table of contents. And we got it in print form. And um, mm-hmm. also, Peter, uh, just to file this in your memory bank, can you send me a little paragraph or two description on your book, The Names Amplification Bible? Okay. I want to build yeah, another oh, ad sure. for that. So with okay, that, uh, cool. doing good over here in Bali. Yeah. I'm rejoicing yeah. that I'm hearing some great testimonies of what God is doing. He's answering yeah. prayer. We had a testimony yeah. of Prophet Scott late the other day. God blessed him and his family with a home paid for. Uh, we got the testimony last time. Brother Peter Whiffen, God has blessed him with a storefront there uh, mm. where they are holding fellowship every week out there ministering to the community someone said god's blessing isn't he he sure is and he's not done and more coming and so i'm excited to hear your testimony brother scott what god is doing in your life um his hand of blessing is upon you and you're going out there and you're doing mark 16 ministry back to you brother peter cool yeah it's um 
look, um, take me a long time from when I became a Christian in 1990 in the Fiji Islands. And uh, it's taken me a long time to even begin to get a handle on what happened and why it happens. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that uh, has to know why. <laughs> I just yes. can't take things, you know, face value. i got to know why things work, man. <laughs> and praise the Lord. It's taken a lot to get through the um, – and I'm not saying I, I, I know everything. I, I, all I know is the beginning of something amazing is there for all of us. And um, – for those that are, uh, for those that are seeking, uh, for those that are uh, discouraged or hanging on to their faith, you know, I had a guy in the shop. He said, "I'm losing my faith. I'm losing my faith." <laughs> oh man! And uh, I was able to put my arm around him and and, and say, "Man, what about you're going to get resurrected one day? Hey, what about?" God is going to sow you corruptible and you'll be reaped incorruptible one day. This is not forever. You hang on. That God loves you. See? Now that guy comes in the shop now and he looks for me. He runs straight up to me and gives me a big hug. <laughs> wow. Because, uh, yeah. Wow, eh? Now, guess where I learned that? Guess where I learned that? There's a lot in that, Shannon. When we're discouraged, we can follow Joshua, who, whose name means Yahweh is salvation, which is the same name as Jesus. Yahweh is salvation. And, and if we take the meaning of Christ, we get anointed Savior. So Jesus Christ means Yahweh is salvation, the anointed Savior. <laughs> All there in the name. So out of doing the name's Bible, I got this concept of rest. Uh, and this will empower the saints that are needing rest because, you know, we get worn out. The devil want to wear us out, right? He, he wants to oh, yes. He wants to get us off track, man, because, you know, we're the only people on earth that can destroy his works. <laughs> so wouldn't he want to destroy us? It's, you know, it's, it's dog eat dog with him. But, you know, thank God we're not dogs. But he is. So um, what I found is, is where did Joshua rest every time? And there's a city in the um, promised land. He headed straight for that city when he crossed over the Jordan, and he kept going back there, and that's called Gilgal. And I learned Gilgal means a wheel rolling. Why would God have Joshua rest at a wheel rolling, I thought? And then I connected the dots. It's the stone rolling, the resurrection. We rest in the hope of the calling, right? So what's our, what's our calling? What's our hope? Yeah? So that's the thought. And the hope is this is not forever. We endure to the end, occupy till he comes, and then we're, we're raised, incorruptible, forever. We cannot lose, man. Even the early Christians lost their bodies, asked Stephen. But he, did Stephen lose? He didn't lose. So when we, when we love the things of this world, we can lose. 
because the things of this world are temporary. They're made from the things that are not seen. They're made for the from to show us the eternal things. You know, we talk about the foundational scripture, Romans chapter one. The invisible things are clearly seen. How? From the things that are made. From the creation. Even our own bodies testify the gospel. <laughs> so there's the hope. It's not forever. And um, we ask the question here now these days, if we can't be happy now, when are we going to be happy? You know? Isn't forever made up of unlimited nows? We're in eternity. It is forever. It's now. When I got the perspective that you cannot lose and forever is now, we're already in it. <laughs> it's cool. There's a lot of peace in that, uh, Shannon. Yes, it is. You know, and when I think about um, God's going to create a new heavens and a new earth, boy, I sure yeah. want to see that. Folks, yeah, I don't want to miss heaven. I don't want to miss miss out on being with Jesus and my loved ones who went on before me for eternity. And you know what starts? Like, that's like good time forever, right? <laughs> it starts today, doesn't it? It's today. Why? Because we can hope on the resurrection today. We can hope that we cannot lose today. How can we lose? We're not our own. We're bought with a price. We don't even own ourselves. I realize now that the gospel, God has put righteousness in trust. And our riches are in trust, like a um, inheritance bank account. You can't lose it. <laughs> you can't lose it. You can uh, chuck it away. You can turn from it, but you can't never lose it, man. So why be unhappy? We can rejoice. You know, how was heaven paid for? People go, oh, I want to go to heaven and everything's cool, cool there. Yeah, but it's got to be paid for. You know, um, I read words like righteousness and um, I read stories like Joseph was going to put away Mary because uh, he's he was righteous. And what I read is he should have dobbed her into the Pharisees because she, she was pregnant out of, you know, betrayal or pregnant by another man when she's engaged to be married. That was a stoning offense, yet God calls Joseph righteous. So how does that work? And when we have a look at that, God made a big risk there. <laughs> He's got the Savior in the belly of Mary. Hang on a second. My internet may have dropped. Peter, can you hear me? I think we get man. How come? And you know what I see there? He loved her. See? Love cover a multitude of sin. He loved her. And he didn't want to see her stoned. He's gonna marry her. He loved her. See? He was gonna put her away quietly. 
And God called that righteousness. Yeah? In another place it says, this steward was worried he's going to lose his job. <laughs> and uh, he's called wise. Yet, yet he let uh, people who owed his boss money off the hook. <laughs> how's, that, how's that the right thing? Because it's only the world's goods, man. See, Jesus' compensation, we have to get it in perspective, bankrupted the creation, I believe. How? How do you pay the price for a bloodline? How do you how do you compensate the last species, the last of a species? Like, what's the last rhinoceros worth? See, so um, we got a bit of construction on in the background. That doesn't matter. But how do we how do we compensate the last species? What's what's the last whale worth? Dolphin, rhinoceros, you know. And here we have the Bible talking about Jesus as the last man. God's not making anymore. There was Adam, and there was the second Adam. There was the first Adam. Oh, yeah, he died. But the devil didn't understand death then. Neither did mankind. They um, they looked at each other after eating the tree. Were they dead, like non-existent? No. They didn't understand doctrine. And we've got to watch out for these things. Um, how did Eve get deceived? She didn't understand doctrine, I believe. Neither did Adam. They didn't understand how it works. Through lack of knowledge, people perish, right? The old cliche scripture. But how about through adding to knowledge, people perish? What did Eve do? The devil asked her, what did God say? She decides to add a little bit of her own understanding in there which we're told to lean not on she said don't even touch it don't eat of it but don't even touch it or you'll die and the devil went cool now I've got you I can prove God's wrong by your own doctrine how did Satan prove God wrong you will not surely die the Bible says she picked it and she didn't die. She touched it. She didn't die. She must have touched it to pick it. She didn't die. Now, God's a liar, right? Now, how many of us have got false expectations of God, which the devil uses to prove that God is a liar? Thus, crucifying our faith, killing our faith, destroying our Trust that God loves us. I get people come in the shop. They're blaming God. Wrong, ding, wrong. <laughs> we know God loves us. How do we know God loves us? He sent his son. See, it's a done deal. He sent his son, but it's a done deal. He sent the second Adam. But when we start to understand who died on the cross... It brings out a never-ending case of compensation, a never-ending amount that must be paid for the death of Jesus. 
Why is this? I used to think Jesus got his life back. It's a big deal. He got it back. But then I realized his children didn't get it back. This is why we celebrate the body broken. Body broken equals can have no more children. So, yes, Jesus had a body. He, his body was raised from the dead. But what about his potential children? If I died before my children died, uh, if I died before I had my children, my children would have died with me, right? So no chance for them, right? Now, what about their children? My my eldest is just about to have another one. Uh, that'll give me two grandchildren. If I had died, like once I was skydiving and the, the parachute didn't open. You know, if I had died during that, I was about five or six seconds from death. My daughters would have died with me and my grandchildren, technically and legally. So we have a bloodline that's died. Now, Eve didn't understand something and Adam, Adam didn't understand something. So we have to be very careful of adding to the word. And we have to have a, if we want, if we want to be um, going along nicely with God, we want to have a understanding of things. See, we can read in one place. I'll give the passage here. The Apostle Paul making an appeal about Israel. Let me see if it's come up. Basically, he's saying, I wish that Israel could be saved. He's saying they're not saved because they have a zeal for God without knowledge. What was their mistake? That they tried to use their own righteousness instead of submitting to God's righteousness. I'll, I'll find the reference, but my, my word processor is just not wanting to play games. You know, Peter, I'm really meditating on these words you're bringing tonight. And folks, again, God loves us. Let me repeat what Peter's saying. He sent his son Jesus to die for us, pay our debt in full. He's going to return to rule and reign from Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And folks, you and I can be there with him and not end up in hell. Eternity is a long time, folks. It's forever. God's going to create a new heavens and a new earth. There's going to be a thousand-year millennial reign. And I know that we go through some bad things down here and we say, life sucks. Why is God doing this to me? Folks, God never guaranteed it was going to be a bed of roses down here. We're in a battlefield. Let's just be real. And there's a war going on. Okay? And we've been called to fight, to be overcomers, to endure till the end. And you know what? We may not have everything that we want in this life, in this body. But folks, that's just a short time. That's temporal. Maybe you don't get the mansion and the Rolls Royce Corniche. So what? Do you think that David Bowie, who had those things, or Michael Jackson or Prince, okay, and they're no longer with us. I don't know where they're at tonight. I hope they made a decision for Jesus. Do you think that means anything to them now? Folks, life is so short. And Peter, I can tell you, we've lived high and we've lived low. 
And I tell you, those things are great. And if you have them, awesome. But you can't take it with you. And are we going to curse God and die because we don't get our way and blame God and say, God, what have you done for me? Folks, what has he done for us? He has given us an opportunity to have eternal life and live. What more can we really ask him for? Now, how much is the, how much is the last breath we just all took together worth? Amen. Preach it. Eh? What has that got? You know, I get people coming in whinging. I say, um, how much you pay for that last breath you just took? They look at me. What? You never thought about it, did you? How much is, your, how much is that breath worth to you? Hmm? Try doing without the next one. See how far you get. God who loves us has made the world and made the air to breathe. And we breathe it and then blame God. <laughs> it's crazy. So we we um, uh, live in this world that it's fallen. Why is this world fallen? Because of man, not God. God said to man being very generous, you can have the whole world, right? But don't let evil in. That's all he said. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thank goodness he put good there. But he put, don't really, what he was saying was, you have all authority, Adam, in the world. Don't let evil in. What they turn around and do? Because they added to what God said, which is the word. See, the word is what God said. We've got, you know, I've published a Bible. That's scripture. A lot of people are selling scripture as the word. No, the scripture, Jesus said, doesn't have life. It points to me who has life and you won't come and get it. The promise is the word. And the word is backed up by the one who makes it, who is faithful. And this is submitting ourselves to the faithfulness of God, which is believing his promise, which will never fail. But we have to believe the right promise. Because where does faith come from? These are fundamental things. The, the, the earth was given to men. When evil comes on people, it is not God. It is because man let evil come. Those that side with evil those that side with righteousness of God. So we now see it in the story of Cain, which Cain's name, by the way, means possession. Did God say, don't kill your brother? No, he didn't give a law then. There was no law. He said, if you do well, because sin is at the door, and in the King James it says, you should rule over him, a person, at the door. I believe, fallen angels at that point, at the door, looking to possess Cain to get him to murder. Therefore, we have the fundamental cause of murder in the earth, which is possession. That is the name of Cain, is possession. Abel's name means breath. So we can say possession killed the breath, just in the name meanings. Now, where did Eve make her big mistake? She's added to what God had said. Here we have many adding to what God has said, 
and causing the devil to get aground. She said, don't even touch it. So the devil proved to her that God was a liar because she picked it and didn't die. She ate it and didn't die. She goes to Adam. Hey, I've eaten from the tree. I touched it and eaten it and everything, and I didn't die. God's a liar. Have some. Oh, okay. Easy done from there. Because what happens is, is when we add to the word and we test God uh, 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 using false doctrine, we then spread it to others and kill many. You have to be careful. Just, we'll be judged for that. Better make sure you've got right doctrine before you go spreading it all over the place. Like, man, Vegemite down here, it's black. It spreads, you know. But the thing is, is that be careful. They didn't have the understanding. What was the understanding? Eve was made of the same flesh as Adam. And even though she ate for the tree, the whole flesh hadn't eaten yet. Adam was the head. You know, the type and shadow. Adam being the man, Eve being the wife, made from the flesh of Adam. What does that tell us? God is building his people from his own flesh. The church is the wife. Jesus Christ is the man. We are the body. It's half and half on earth here. We are just the body on earth. Jesus Christ is the head, right? We are not our own. We're bought with a price. Our our righteousness is in him. It's not ours. It can't be ours. The righteousness of Eve was in Adam. See? So when Adam ate from the tree, then their eyes opened and the judgment struck or the consequence struck. Now, they, they didn't have an understanding of the love of God, did they? Because they hid. Where are you, Adam, says God? Where are you? Oh, we were hiding because we feared. Have you eaten? See? So now we have unrighteousness in the earth causing fear and causing us to hide from God. And this is our job as saints, is to take away this fear and reconnect to God. Yes, they died. There was a misunderstanding on what death is. Death is not non-existence. And the judgment from eating from the tree was not an eternal death. It was death. Yes. But God said they could eat from the tree of life and live forever again. So he hid them from doing that because they would have lived corrupted. Man, that would be awful. Could you imagine being terminally ill and living forever? Can you imagine being full of sores all over your body and living forever? Can you imagine being in agony and living forever? So I often talk about people when I'm sharing the gospel. We've talked about it before. I get a, an apple and I, and I say, there's a black spot on this apple. It's corrupted. How did it go bad and how can it be fixed? It goes bad because it's disconnected from the plant, right? Picked off the vine or picked off the plant. The nutrients of life have been cut off. So it's a Romans 1 again, looking at nature, we can see the unseen things of God, that the apple that we picked in our hand or we have in our hand that's been picked is corrupting. It's dying before our eyes. That is us. 
because we were disconnected from the fall. All the children of the first Adam are born disconnected, dying the minute they are born, set on a corruptible path the minute they're born, eventually getting black spots and all manners of corruption. So what happened with Jesus? He's the second Adam. How can you fix an apple that's dying? Many cannot answer that question, yet it is fundamental that if we plant an apple, we'll get a new one, right? And we are that seed. So we have those that are born of Adam, the whole world, unconverted or unchanged, will die the seed of Adam. The seed of Adam is to be raised, resurrected. Yes, God is resurrecting everything to eternal judgment or a judgment at the great white throne. But there is another species. This is the good news because we have a species, the second Adam, Jesus, born of a virgin, proving that no man could be the father, that God Almighty, the creator, was the father and is the father. That is another species. This species was offered as a sacrifice and was killed very illegally, plain and simple, without doubt. Therefore, all the potential children of this species died so that it became extinct. So this all, um, our salvation or our rescue from the first Adam's corruption is through the righteousness, the right thing. What is the right thing? Jesus was killed wrongly. This must be compensated. Eye for eye. Tooth for tooth. So it's compensated. How? It can never be fully compensated because the numbers of children that Jesus could have had is innumerable. The numbers of children that Adam can have is innumerable if it's left to keep breeding and breeding and breeding and breeding. And as we see in the world, the population is exploding exponentially. So I tried to have a look at how you would calculate how many children Jesus had had by now, and I gather it's a, it's a mathematical model. <laughs> you just can't calculate it easily. So we have now a chance to swap boats, to swap families, to jump from the first Adam, Adam's family into the second one. But what is the difference between the two? The first one was born... Sorry, the first one became, you know, our bodies are all the same. They're made of mud, they're made of the earth. It's our soul is not dying. So all of the seed of Adam that related became a living soul. And the scripture says that the children of Adam are in the likeness of Adam. Adam was made in the image of God. Made. Everything made, I believe, can corrupt. The devil was made perfect and corrupted. But born is a different story because love never fails. Love doesn't corrupt and God is love. 
And he showed through Adam that his wife would come from him, out of his, connected to him, part of his body. So Jesus is born part of the body of the Father. The only begotten, as we're told. Therefore, we can become children in that blood line. What happens when that happens? Those who are born of the flesh are of Adam. Those who are born of the spirit are of Jesus, life-giving spirit. There's two births here. This is the marvel of the wisdom of the gospel. So we have two births. The first ones born are dead in the spirit. Jesus said those that are born of flesh of flesh, those are born of spirit of spirit. And he said in another place, let the dead bury their own dead. This is live people with shovels that he's saying are dead. Those that believe not remain condemned already. So there is a miracle of a transfer. This happened to me 30 years ago in 1990. And I tell you, I, I didn't know what happened. I felt the, I felt it happen and I felt the liquid love of God go right through me. I could feel the Father smiling. I didn't know why. And it's taken me taken me all this time to even get a handle around it. And um, if we can grasp that, if we can grasp that we are seeds and that we are to be sown. So the first Adam seed uh, raised that tree, that particular brand of tree can't change after you die because once you plant a seed, you can't change it. But the second Adam, the seed of Jesus, once we're born again, we will be planted in death and raised a thousand years before the others. And the judgment has no part because we're raised incorruptible, already crucified with Christ. So we can't be crucified again. How can the crucified be blamed for the crucifixion? In this way, the righteousness of God has saved us, that we were all, all crucified with Jesus, the marvelous thing of the cross. And that's why the power is there for salvation. We have the rights of revenge of the crucifixion on all the kingdom of darkness. I believe it was the kingdom of darkness that put Jesus on the cross and now must reap the cross. What is reaping the cross? The cross has two sides. We can be crucified on it, and it's those that take up their cross. And we can also judge with it, piercing the darkness with the cross. We can see that story in Judges chapter 4 with Sierra, which means battle array. She pierced his head three times with a tent peg, signifying the cross, I believe. Yes, in the hands of the church, we have judgment on Satan and all those evil, wicked spirits that have caused the death of Jesus. In that way, we are the blood and body of Jesus Christ on earth, exercising the revenge for the death of ourself in Christ or Jesus' body. In this way, in communion, we can take our inheritance of the saints, which is full provision from the bankruptcy of the world through the cross. Now, this is given daily as the treasure, I believe, is kept in heaven. It's the riches in glory, and it's administered daily because it can be stolen. So a loving God has made a daily provision so that we can never be poor 
more than one part of one day. Tomorrow, just like the manna, there is more. And this is the praying of receiving the inheritance at the communion. What is the communion? It's proving outwardly one's faith by drinking and eating the wine and the bread and confessing at the same time, I received my inheritance in the Lord Jesus Christ of what he's done for me on the cross. I received my inheritance as one of those that was crucified. This inheritance, I believe, is shown as how deep the universe is. It is never-ending. That's why as sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So we should be resting in this, that the first fruits were, res were, were resurrected. How many were resurrected? Many. Many have been resurrected. It says that Jesus was risen from the dead and so did the saints of old. They were risen from the dead, many. The tombs opened and they walked through Jerusalem. Man, that's like Friday the 13th all over again. Imagine, um, I believe it was like, um, I believe it, it, it could have been um, and would, would have been, I'd say, King David and all of those uh, old saints and they would have walked in Jerusalem introducing themselves, completely blowing everyone away. So we had the proof Jesus being resurrected, we've got the witnesses, eyewitnesses wrote about it. You know, you can't do more than that. They died for it. You know, some people can write things, but who's prepared to die for what they've written for? They died for it. Then many in the church died for the same thing. So we have the proof that God loves us. And we have the proof that there is two species. Only two. Yes, there are two races, the first Adam and the second Adam. The first Adams are born in the flesh but are cut off or dead in the spirit to God, dead to God. They died. Adam died and all his seed died. You know, you plant dead seed, you get a dead crop. If I plant a GMO that's infertile, it doesn't give me fertile fruit, I heard. So the only way now is to create a new or find a new seed that is fertile somewhere. God produced that new seed, completely outwitting the devil. Scripture says if the devil knew, he wouldn't have crucified Jesus or if the kings of this world knew. So we can rejoice in that we have an offer of a new family. It's as easy as accepting the offer because love cannot be forced, can it? Can I make you love me? Can I pay you to love me? Can I coerce it? Can I just ride over the top of it and enforce it on you? No. We've all been given life in the first Adam's family, and we're asked if we want to change, if we want to swap. That's the offer of the good news. Let's swap families. So for those that haven't accepted that, this is a simple prayer. Dear Father God, I love you and praise you. I want to be in the family of Jesus. Please make me born again in the spirit, in the, into the family. Let me receive the inheritance promised of the saints. I receive today my inheritance in the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus. 
Let that inheritance work in my life. Let the promises to the Lord Jesus apply in my life as a son of the living God, a daughter. Amen? So, so this is uh, where we start fundamentally. After that, we, we, we wage a war, recognizing that everything's been corrupted. How was it corrupted? The seeds were mixed. The, the seeds had blessings on them to multiply. Satan knew that. So he gets two seeds and, and does a GMO on them or a, or a, a DNA or whatever, and he, he blends them. Why? To make his own kingdom, possibly. He wanted to be like God. Why would he be wanting to be God over God's creation? Make my own. So he gets angels to sleep with the ladies. These were special angels. These were uh, sent to the earth, I believe, to teach mankind things. Yet they left their estate and slept with the ladies and made the abomination, the Nephilim. Yes, Satan has tried to hide the fact that there's been giants. They had two sets of teeth, apparently, six fingers, six toes. Graves all over the world. When these giants die, and when they died, their spirit stayed in the earth. So God didn't make it. It came from the promise of the seeds mixed. And these become the ghosts of poltergeist to demons. And believe me, there's no such thing as just a demon. I believe that there are many different types of demons, as there is possibilities to blend seed. We find in other writings that uh, especially the book of Enoch, that they sinned against nature. They mixed the seeds of all sorts of creatures, and we'll find it in in iniquity in in in, in or in the uh, the history, the Titans, the the gods of uh, Egypt, uh, Pan, mermaids, Gamesh, the elephant man. The Bi the Bible talks of strange flesh, lion-like men. These are the rejections that caused the flood in the first place and caused them all to be spiritless and bodiless or just spiritless souls. Now, these things are entirely wicked. I talked to a lady in Wiccan today and I was explaining to her there's no good demons. There is no nice angels except the ones from heaven. One third of them are evil, wicked angels who will kill and steal and destroy you. Those that have suicidal tendencies, it's a demon. The devil comes back to kill, steal and destroy. I had two cases this week, one where the person's son had successfully killed himself and is most likely in the pit right now. Another one where the son uh, um, had a chance to come and talk to me but doesn't want to talk and he tried to hang himself, but the rope was a little bit too long, and he was revived. Now he's got scars on his neck, which will probably be there. And most likely, the demons in him will succeed. The mum said that he has three voices in his head. One of them is angry. So the answer for us believers out there, or the direction for us as believers out there, is to administer what? God's will is. It is the gospel of the kingdom. 
And I believe the will of God is to cast out demons, heal the sick, and show the truth. Talk the truth. First of all, receive the truth, then share the truth. What is the truth? What we've just been talking about, I believe. Scripture says it is God's good pleasure to give the kingdom. Another place it says, when I cast out demons, the kingdom has come. When I heal the sick, the kingdom has come. This weekend lady I talked to today has cancer. I told her, a demon causing that, probably. We can cast that out. Man, she was all ears. She doesn't want to die. But she's been appeasing them. No wonder, you know, they're rising up. And When we have an evil, wicked spirit, which is a strange breed, unclean, how can the spirit of a fish live in a human with different flesh? This causes a rejection and a disease. So part and parcel of healing, there's many that just want to administer healing. They don't want to do deliverance. But you can't separate the two because it's the two feet of the gospel. You're hopping around on one leg. Because when we cast out a demon, it allows the body to heal, I believe. So first of all, we cast them out. How do we cast out demons? By command, even the demons are subject to us in your name, said the disciples. They were very amazed. It sounds like Jesus never told them that. They found it out for themselves with practical experience. So go out and get practical experience. Someone's sick, say, come out of him or her. We command this, whatever's causing this disease, to come out. See? Everything's subject to the name of Jesus because Jesus has the name given him because of the cross, because everything is guilty of the cross. The blood of Jesus is us. We are the bloodline. Yes, we are, my children are my flesh and blood. We are the flesh and blood of the Lord Jesus once converted. Our duty now is to pull down the works of the devil. Jesus stood up and said, came to set the captive free, to undo the works of darkness, heal the sick, cast out demons. Forget the religion. That's just a clubhouse. I get the people come to me, they say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. I say, cool, that's a nice clubhouse, but do you want to know the truth? To me, it's no different than the bowling club. <laughs> I ask the seven days guys, what are you going to do on the eighth day? They look at me funny. I say to the Muslims, that's a cool Muslim club, but do you want to know the truth? You know? Uh, as far as I can read, you're good Catholics. I think the Catholic Church invented that. They got the girls dressed up as nuns. Mary's in the Quran. Man, you people are sucked in, I believe. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about the two species. When I start talking about the two species to anyone religious, they, their mouths fall open. Did you know there was two species only of human beings? Their mouths fall open. All of a sudden, the clubhouse doesn't count anymore. Because now we're talking the truth, man. So praise the Lord. We, we got a chance here in this life, which Shannon's saying, and we know, is very short. Wouldn't you want to make it count? Wouldn't you want to be, this is my thinking, wouldn't, wouldn't I want to be what God made me to be? Can I help God? Who, can I help um, uh, God who, who loves me? 
can I give myself to him to change me, to restore me, to help me to go, help me to go forward, to, to, to pull down this awful corruption that came in because Adam opened the door. The men these days want to dance with, the, with evil. Can it be us and our household are not going to do that? We're going to raise up and let God change us, submit for deliverance, wash each other's feet, pray for one another, encourage one another. You know, I know if I could get to that young guy with the voices in his head, if he would listen to me, I could get to him. He wouldn't be committing suicide. The ultimate name of Satan. Satan wants people to die in their sin because he's partners with man in the guilt of the cross. It's the guilt of the cross he's got to escape from, and the guilt of the cross, the cross is laying on all men because all men have sinned. If Satan can get men to die in their sins, they have to pay their share in the guilt of the cross. The judgment of eternal judgment is the guilt of the cross, I believe. Wow. <laughs> sure about that. Amen. Because, well, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Praise the Lord, eh? So we have to um, make sure we are the crucified and, and we, we do not die guilty of the cross. There's two ways you can die. It's shown by the two thieves. One took up his cross. He, he, he got off. He, he accepted his crucifixion. The other one said, get me down. He didn't get off, man. So this is the lost. will not accept the cross and the saved will accept the cross. This is taking up your cross. Brother so we Peter, don't die with the guilt of the crucifixion. Yes, we're about out of time, but what you just said is powerful, Amen. folks. Satan knows he's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. He has already been condemned, and judgment will be carried out on him. However, if he can get you and I to end up with him, thank you, then less stripes for him. He wants someone to share the pain yeah, and suffering. Crime, man. Folks, he wants to kill you. He wants to steal from you, wants to destroy you, wants you to suicide. He's lying to you, making you think, well... If I just hang myself, no more pain and suffering. Folks, he wants you to hang yourself so you can end up in hell with him in torment for all of eternity. Pain. In pain. His Paying his part. That's Amen. I've never heard that before. It makes sense to yeah. me now. Yeah, that's why, you know, people say that Satan comes after us because we're in the image of God. Yes, that might be true. But the thing is, is he's coming after us to take the judgment off him. For us to be his scapegoat. And that's why he's working tooth and nail, I believe, to get it. Like, if he can get 9 billion people on the earth, or how many billion are on the earth, to all die in their sin, that's 9 billion to 1. Folks, you and I going to let... That's a lot of judgment off his back, man. Are you and I going to let the devil crook us? Hell no! Let the devil go to hell. I told a guy tonight, as you're preaching, I texted him to encourage him. With some of these words you're giving tonight. I said, what would you rather be? Would you rather be David Bowie, Michael Jackson, or Prince? Now, I hope that they repented, but I don't know. I didn't look like David Bowie did. 
he was working on a oh. diabolical occult album release it three days before his death. Folks, would you rather be a rock star, die at 60, or the head of Apple, creator of the iPhone, everybody knew you, you got $10 billion in a bank, but you bust tail wide open? Was it really worth it, 60 or 70 years? Most of these guys aren't even living to be 70 anymore. What if you did? So what? Compared to eternity? Was it really worth it? I told a guy tonight, I would rather be a janitor and living by faith day to day and be with Jesus when I die than to trade places with any of these other people. The whole world knew my name. I had a billion dollars in the bank and I owned an island like uh, that motivational speaker, Tony Robbins in Fiji. Yeah, he owns one in Fiji. So what? Is he going to take it to heaven with him? Take it into eternity? Doesn't look like he's headed to heaven, folks. These people rejected Christ. They bought a lie that this is all that there is. Might as well live it up. That's a lie, folks. And you've been crooked and gypped if you believe that lie. And I pray for you. I'm praying for this man. He's fallen away. Hmm. But I'm not going to stop praying because I know God touched him. And you know what? The enemy will throw things at us and get us to the point where we want to just give up and quit or we want to take the advice someone gives us. Why don't you curse God and die? I'm glad Lot didn't take that advice. He would have never had the, the blessings that he did receive by keeping the faith. Or we did, why don't you just come back to Sodom? Come on, come on back. We're waiting for you. Yeah, the demons are waiting for you to kill you folks because you escaped their clutches and now they're going to go in for the kill. They're not going to play the game that maybe you'll wake up the second time. Don't go back like a dog to its vomit. They will whack you as sure as the world. Folks, it's your choice. Yeah, because... Um because man, man, Satan will get you to pay your part of the judgment of the cross. People think that man is judged from the fall. No. Man could have eaten from the tree of life and lived forever. I believe eternal judgment is being guilty for killing the eternal son. You reap it. You know how many potential children Jesus could have had? It can't be calculated. And that blood line is on the head of everyone who sides with the death of Jesus. Man's given a chance. Pick sides. That's all. And the the hand of grace is there through righteousness. It says the grace works or rules through righteousness. And through righteousness, the word of God goes forward. I believe that God travels on the chariots of truth. Yes. And that um, you can escape. You can escape. Why? By being crucified, taking up your cross, accepting to die with Jesus and be part of his family. Amen. Technically and legally, we weren't there, and that's, and that's good because we, we don't have to suffer the pain of it. But myself, I believe everyone will be crucified. Jesus being the first of everything has been crucified, signified by the snake lifted in the wilderness by Moses, showing the devil will be crucified. Everything will be crucified by being guilty of sowing the crucifixion. The point is, if you accept the eternal life, the being born again, you are counted as crucified and therefore cannot be blamed for the crucifixion. This is how the righteousness of God is in trust for us. And by submitting to that, we can escape the corruption that's in the world. Peter, this is a powerful teaching tonight. We're almost out of time. We've got another five minutes. 
It's cool, right? Would you lead someone through a prayer tonight <laughs> cool. to receive Christ? Some have just woken up. Of course. Very likely around the world somewhere. To the fact, hey, you know what? I have been scammed. The devil made me think that, hey, I can live it up. There's nothing after this life. Why not? Folks, that was a lie, and you know it in your heart of hearts. You've been called for a purpose, okay. and that's to give glory to God and to win those around you for Jesus. We're on a salvage mission here. And as, as one person said, if you had to pump gas, it'd be better to pump gas to me than to be wallowing in a pile of cash and bust hell wide open. What can you give for your soul? Brother, I'm not going to let the devil jip me and crook me. I'm not going to miss heaven. I'm not going to let him dangle the carrot and say, take this no. and follow me. And I'll give you what you want, but you serve me. Some have taken that carrot, no. folks. They'll choke on it. Don't do it. Go all in for Jesus. Will you want to lead people yeah, through a are, prayer? Those are the thing. Amen. The, the, yeah. Those are the thinking uh, a thought of killing themselves. Die for Jesus and get a testimony. Die to yourself. Get a testimony. Yeah. You can't forgive someone. The worst they've done to you. Those that have had the worst done. That's the biggest way you can prove you love God, by letting that go. Let it go. Pray, dear God, dear Father God, don't hold it against them that done things to me. Let them off the hook, like Jesus said. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. How did they not know what they're doing? They were being led by the devil. A week before, they were doing Palm Sunday. Next week, they're saying crucify him. How did that happen? They manifested. I believe God moved his hand back of restraint and let them manifest. Yes, the whole world is manifesting. When you're walking in the world here and you see things that don't make sense, it's manifesting. It's something evil in those people, manifesting. Do you want people to go to hell because of what they've done to you, no matter what they've done? That's not worth it. So here is the prayer. Dear Father God, I forgive everyone who's ever hurt me. I ask that they be let off the hook and that what they did against me be blotted out and not held against them. I forgive them. And I ask you too, Father God, to forgive them. Don't let people go to hell because of what they did to me. Now help me be born again into the family of the life-giving one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me be connected to you, Lord God, to love you and to live a life of praise for you. Help me to be restored, delivered, healed for your praise, for your glory, that you are restoring what you made. That is the glory of God, that God has not let corruption ruin his beloved creation. The whole of creation is groaning. Dear Father God, I look to you to help, for you to help and to restore me to be the son or daughter that you made me to be. This is the prayer. Amen. I receive my inheritance of the saints. Yes, I praise you no matter what, like Job. I receive my restoration in the name of Jesus. Amen. For those that haven't been water baptized, Get water baptized. ASAP, the water and the blood and the spirit bear witness. Amen. Amen, my brother. I see you with a big aluminum tub, 
like they have back in the uh, horse farms, like a trough, baptizing people right out there. But of yes. course, you got the gold, beautiful Gold Coast. You could also do it down on the beach. <laughs> yeah, the beach is a hop, step, and jump. Yeah, the water's a hop, step, and a jump from here. And I, I've been baptizing people in the broad water at Southport here. And, um, you know, uh, the water, uh, Jesus' blood and water mixed. So all the water, you know, that water went up and came down in the clouds a million times since then. All the waters of the world know the blood of Jesus. And there's a memory there. And this is the blood and the water bearing witness in baptism. It tells the devil, they've decided, man, get off their back. Ah, this I is like, like communion. You like I that? like that. I it, like that. It, 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 we've, we've got water. We've got water in us. And they said scientifically, water has a memory. Mm. Yeah, God made the creation. And I tell you something I read in the scripture there. Not tell you, but I, I discovered something I can share quick there with water. Hmm? There was water before God said, let there be. You read it in Genesis and see the order. The water is pure, man. I see men of that. Cursed. Cursed was the, cursed was the ground. God made the heaven and the earth and the and the waters. He hovered over the waters and then he said, Let there be light. There was water before there was light. So Amen. We you know, we have a loving God. I hasn't heard and hasn't entered into the hearts of man the love, the things that God has for us. Let's lift up our hearts and trust the living one who loves us. He rescues those who love him. Folks. You know, this is why the devil gets those who blame. Mm. <laughs> this is a right now word yeah, tonight, Peter. can get you to blame God, it'll go, it'll go against you. Don't blame God, man. <laughs> if you want to blame God, hold your breath. Folks, that's insanity right there. Because God doesn't mean evil for you but good blame the yeah. devil and we need to take blame for our sin repent jesus and, will forgive and he's ready to yeah. restore brother peter i'm out of time give out your website how can people contact you in your ministry oh facebook uh peter whiffen at facebook and hotmail.com same peter whiffen w h i f f i n um HisKingdomsTable.com. We've got a whole lot of stuff there. Free. Love is free. <laughs> free, free. Love is free, man. And uh, it's all free there. Um, we hope people get blessed. And uh, I hope I hope that uh, people get the truth and receive the love of God, what lo God has given to us for free. I so, say amen uh, to that. Brother Peter. The Lord for everyone. Thank you for coming on tonight. I want to get Thanks. you back on. I'm going to find out what your schedule is. Let's get you back on for the next broadcast. Be blessed, hey, my brother. What? Tell me. Yeah. Um, I'm going down to Gosford, which is uh, 750 miles from here, and sailing back the boat. Wow. We've been, we've been blessed with a yacht, man. <laughs> wow. Praise <laughs> God, brother. I told you it was just the beginning. Oh, man. Just starting, um, we want to uh, – I'm only getting – and I only said yes so we can share it so that the um, – so that some of the local disadvantaged here can come out for a sale and listen to a talk and we can preach to them uh, 
share with them more than that, something uh, where they're outside their normal environment going on a nice little yacht cruise here. We've got a perfect weather for it, so this is uh, like a boat of hope, you know. Be blessed, brother. The best so is yet I'm to come. I'm the skipper. <laughs> Send me I'm uh, the skipper. I, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be skippering it uh, for three days and three nights. <laughs> Out to sea. That's gonna be pretty awesome. Can you yep. work on an article for me and also mm -hmm. a one page ad advertising your local meetups there? The bubble. Something. Yes, okay. sir. Like with the barbecue picture. And you and um, yep. Tell us what days and times people can be out there, and we'll see you next time, my brother. God bless. Amen. I, I could be even able to talk from the boat, but we'll see what happens. Okay, I'll, connections. I'll text you and we'll work it out. Thank you, brother Cheers Peter. Amazing. Cheers. That was Peter Whiffin. We're going to go immediately into our next program. Let me save this, and we'll be right back. Stand by. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.